1: Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. If you are in New York, it is a beautiful, smart, and
0: stunning day here. Hey, Claude. How you doing? Hey, Jax. I'm doing good. I had no idea it was a nice day out because I don't open my shades and I live in a bunker. So um, good to know. Good to know. By the way, someone commented this, and I think it's
1: very true that how you dern is the new Good Morning Millennials. Never. It's the quarantine version of Good morning, millennials, because you know what? It's not really morning, and it's
0: not really good, but how you derm No, but because it's also, I haven't been able to say it, so it's, like, itching me, you know? It's like, good <laughs> morning, millennials. Wow, that was mad pitchy. You are rusty. <clears throat> oh, uh, excuse
1: me? You're rusty.
0: <laughs>
1: Please. I don't know if it's just like the Zoom audio, maybe for the podcasters, it's premium, but like my ears are bleeding.
0: Just don't ever call me rusty against Us. No, but like that was rusty. Morning, millennials. Good morning,
1: millennials. Honestly, it is a great morning. I want to start the morning off with a high because last night, the most special thing of all time happened to us, for us, by us, with us from the toasters. Um, a group of toasters got together. Well, it was one po- toaster in particular, shout out to Nancy, who reached out to as many toasters as Facebook and Instagram would allow her and asked them to send videos, um, to compile for us a video of what the toast means to them and you know, what their favorite parts are and just like how it's helped them get through their day or through a tough time. I guess cause she sensed that, you know. We weren't at our best recently. It. Yeah, I didn't even realize how much I needed that video. It was the nicest, sweetest thing. The video is 40 minutes, and I could it- believe it it was so special. I was laughing. I was crying. There were so many, there was a few like familiar faces from camp toast and from the shows that I know, but there were so many new faces. And it just made me realize like the toast, we're not just talking to our, each other and ourselves when we sit here and debut this show every day. And like, it means something to so many people. And it just like, it made me want to put earrings on, which you can't even see now. I realized because of my AirPods, yeah. but I put on a little Chanel earring for you guys and a pleini ass sweater because like you guys deserve it. And I feel like we just got so off track.
0: Yeah, no, it's like, it's difficult, especially in quarantine, not to feel like there are five people listening. And I know we have analytics and we know that there's like so many people listening, but I don't know. I've just felt like so isolated in quarantine to the point where like, I feel like we get up every day and like no one's listening to this show. And it's like, we're being so funny and nobody cares. Um, But that's not the case. And I realized that from the video and it just like reinvigorated my spirit. Like I have a whole new spirit for life. And I just felt like what we do has purpose and like when days are just not easy to get out of bed and like be cheerful, especially in quarantine, like knowing that there's people who rely on this show, like for literally anything, even if it's just to get away from their kids for an hour, like that's important and that adds value. And like, I am not going to stop doing it. Even though people want me to, I will not. You can't get rid of me yet.
1: Yeah, no, we can stop. We won't stop. It was just exactly what we needed and what we didn't even know that we needed. Like I had just like mentally, I was on the verge of just like giving up, like phoning it in. I was just done with all of this, but look at me today, I'm a new woman. And that's thanks to the toasters. It was just, it was really one of the nicest things like anyone's ever done for us. Um, and we love you and we are so thankful and thank you.
0: And you know what? It made me um, just like hearing what people love about the community is so much about the Facebook groups. And it just like made me sad that our group is like not um, in session. And obviously, like, it really, like, I just wanted to, like, reactivate the group last night, just, like, hearing what everyone said, because I know that those subgroups are, like, so much a part of people's lives, and it's all funneled from the main group. Yes. Um, So it's definitely on my list of things to have a meeting with you about. I just think there needs to be some major changes and, and a major purge.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the first thing since all of this has happened. That was in the plus column for the main group. And I feel like we're just evaluating, seeing how things go, what people even want. I feel like we could even run a poll. Like, do people even miss the main group? Like, I know the subgroups are where it's at, but it was the first thing that got me thinking, like, it's been a week now. Maybe the main group, I mean, we know it wasn't all bad, but maybe the positivity is is shining through again.
0: Yeah. And I think like some of the plans I put together are- PowerPoint I'll send to you, some of the plans I have for how the main group moves forward, I think implementing these types of ideas will in the end result in a more positive community, which is what it used to be.
1: Yes. In addition to continuing to take out the trash.
0: Oh, always. I mean, I'm taking out the trash every day of my life. That's just all there is to do in quarantine. We acquire so much trash here in the apartment, but it is so important.
1: It's so important to take out the trash during quarantine. You just can't live amongst trash.
0: And it piles up like, (laughs) I don't know if you're talking about real trash, but I'm talking about garbage bags, hefty, because literally just between how much we're eating and how much I'm just like living in this house, the trash, I take out the trash like three times a day.
1: No, it's, it's so important. I have like a few mini trash cans. They all build up to one trash can. It's, there's a lot of trash going on here and I actually do mean legitimate garbage, Um, but it's also, is a metaphor. Of course. Um, anyway, so that's why we have a little bit of pep in our step. The video was posted in the Toast After Dark Facebook group. I know a lot of people had wanted to see it, but it's up to the toasters who participated if they want to share it or not.
0: Yeah, it was just a truly beautiful tribute. Like I was walking around my house with a smile on my face, like trying to talk to Ben. I'm like, and then this one girl said, and he was like, cool. I'm like, you don't even appreciate your wife.
1: No, I was laughing so hard when the girl had her, everyone was like toasting to the wild ones and she was like in a toast to women in country. I was on the floor. I completely forgot about all of that. And then they throw back to the CMA fest. I was just dying.
0: Yes, that's so true. Everyone was like, make, like it's just so funny what sticks with people, like what stays in their group of friends and things that I don't even remember saying or that I remember hearing from you have like stuck with people. And that's just so funny. A toast to women in country. I don't even remember saying that.
1: No, when we um were on the CMA Red Carpet, and we were asking everyone, what are they toasting to tonight? Like literally 70% of people said, I'm toasting to women in country. And okay. it was like, it wasn't planned, but it was planned. Also, um, the video just got me like, wanting to put my best foot forward and I decided to take out one of my fancy glasses today and because it's like I have all these nice glasses I use this like random coca-cola glass from when Zach was a bachelor or yesterday I used this little mason jar and it wasn't enough coffee and I was just like I can bring some style to the show with what glass I use I just want to say that these are plant-based straws I think everyone would be really proud of me I switched over to plant-based straws a while ago um straws and i have <laughs> Oh, and I'll give you some. They're so good.
0: They're so good. No. Okay. In my defense, mine are not plant-based. They are plastic, but it's a bag I bought from Amazon maybe two years ago. Like there there were so many straws in the bag. I won't be buying another bag, but while I have them, and then I cut them up before I throw them in the trash. I feel like that helps. No, that that helps. And it's better than to just throw them all away, like
1: whole right now. Um, Right. And then I'll send, I took a picture of the label of these plant-based straws because they're so fabulous. And I'm just really living a plant-based life in the queue.
0: Yeah. You know, I love a PBS, a plant-based straw.
1: I mean, I love, it's actually a really nice straw. I think you like it. Anyway, so I have my iridescent fancy glass and Very
0: I'm, fancy. Just, I'm
1: hitting you with those pleeny vibes and I didn't even realize like it's an ode to the pastel pack that dropped yesterday. And people are saying the, the reviews are in, they're saying it's my best work yet, which is it really- definitely is which really is flattering because like they said that about like the last pack and the one before that, but this is really like a whole new vibe. Um, if you're looking to like, amp up your content during quarantine, even just edit pictures for fun, you can go down a rabbit hole, just adding presets to old photos. Head to Um, get the new pastel pack. It is everything on the sort. Honestly, I think I might like do a little photo shoot today um, in the home, like just so that I can use them and post something.
0: We are just on different, um planets today. Like, I wanted to show my appreciation for the toast, but like, I did not put on, um, any makeup or anything different. I think I actually wore this sweater, um, the day before yesterday. It's for my tour. Um, and I'm definitely not going to do a photo shoot. I'll probably just lay in bed and watch shows all day, but I so appreciate the effort you're putting forward. I, it's inspiring. Thanks. It just like makes
1: me, I feel like that's what I bring a lot of to the regular show. And also someone posted, I forget which group it was in. Cause when I was posting my presets with my old photos, they were like, this is making me miss when like, Jackie used to get dressed up for the show. And I'm like, honestly, same. So I thought I'd do like a a mix, you know? But I put on almost full glam today. I honestly don't really know what steps I skipped other than the eyeshadow. And you can't even tell on Zoom. Like it's not glam friendly.
0: No, I'm nervous that um when all of this is over, I'm genuinely going to forget like the steps and the procedures that are a part of my everyday makeup routine. Like, I don't even know what the first step is. And I, I literally have been doing makeup every day for my whole life for like the last at least eight years, and I think that when the day comes that I have to put on makeup again, like, I'm going to have to watch a tutorial. Oh, I'll watch my own tutorial. How about that?
1: Oh, that's really smart. I want to spend this time, like, learning new um, tips and trades, and something that I really wanted to learn how to do was, like, bomb eyeshadow cut crease, you know, like the whole nine yards. So I think that might be like an activity I do this week where I just like sit down with all of my palettes, put on a few tutorials and learn how to do my eyeshadow,
0: because I think that would take my, my look from zero to 60. Look what I got. Oh, well, you don't watch Drag Race, but Kim Chi, who was my favorite, you would have loved her, Jackie. She, spoiler alert, didn't win, but that's because she was really just, like, a makeup glam queen, and in order to be a winner, you have to be, like, a comedy queen, a look queen, like, you have to have all, and she really was just, like, stellar in the looks department, and then, like, couldn't, like, be funny, and couldn't act, but she started a makeup brand um, when she was, uh, right after Drag Race, and I think it's, like, really, really popular, look how sick this is. Oh,
1: that's nice. Oh, I like, I like the mixture of neutrals and fun colors.
0: Oh my god, wait. There's a color called Toast.
1: Which one? Oh, that's yeah. a nice color. That's like what I put on my lower line.
0: I just, um, I don't like know how to do eyeshadow but I really appreciate like the pigments and the packaging and I'm probably just never gonna use it but like look at it all the time.
1: Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with a lot of my palettes but I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna like get an education in glam like before the queue is up, you know? There's still Let a lot of Let me know of if you time find left. a good tutorial. There's still a lot of time left to pick up new hobbies and, like, new skills. Um, and so I'm going to try and make the most of it because the toasters put that pep in my step.
0: Totally. I'm getting back into knitting. I just got my needles from Amazon. I started knitting. I know I told everyone this spring break um, where Margot sharted for the first time. I told the story last week if you want to go into it. That's when I learned how to knit. And it's just so funny how certain things you never forget. Like, I was at um, my friend Nikki's apartment, like, a few months ago, and she had, like, knitting needles, and she was, like, starting out. I'm like, can I try? And I just... I just remembered like it's crazy how those like things. muscle memory yeah exactly thank you I couldn't think of the phrase obviously because I'm dumb um that muscle memory like really stays with you and I literally was just like knitting while I was sitting at her apartment so I am going um to get back into it I can't really make anything other than like something linear so like a scarf or like a blanket technically but that's really big but I think I can make Theo like a mini scarf and that's what I'm gonna do oh my
1: god Claudia
0: that's beautiful tis tis yes, it's a Okay,
1: well, I think it's time to get into stuff, you know. We'll go in and out, yeah. as we always do. To um, recap,
0: um, I started the show Never Have I Ever, which I want to talk about. I saw that you did that. And I think that's all I watched. I was so I actually, like I I'm curious
1: to get your thoughts, because that's something that I want to watch, but I need you to tell me if I'm too old for it.
0: Oh, no, I wasn't going to say you're too old for it. I okay. just don't know if you would like it, because I am not, like, dying for it. And there's a reason. I'm also only five episodes in, but I feel like that's a lot.
1: That is a lot. I also weirdly have like a lot coming up on my slate because I've been like saving all this stuff so like I'm still I'm just about to start season two of Ugly Betty. I still have Hollywood Dead to Me and Money Heist season four so I'm just like and then soon the politicians going to come out and plot special is going to come out like it's going to be crazy.
0: I'm so jealous of anyone who hasn't watched Dead to Me season two. I was talking to Olivia last night and she was like no me and Zach have started it like we're gonna they were just watching something else and I was like Olivia. Don't take this moment for granted. Like I'm, so it was so good. Or if anyone who has never even watched the show, if you have now have two seasons on Netflix of premium fucking content, living in Laguna Beach, I just like wanted to be in that house. Like it is so good. Um, and I'm just jealous of people who are going to have that experience.
1: Oh, definitely. Well, I guess I'm one of those people, and I very much look forward to this.
0: Oh, can I tell you? You know, I have like I'm a coffee drinker now.
1: Oh, so. We never got a check-in on what happened that first day that you drank coffee.
0: Um, I didn't really feel anything. Okay. And yesterday, I drank coffee, too. Yesterday, I was so peppy on the show. And I definitely crashed, but I always crashed. So I don't know if that has anything to do with the coffee. Um, then today, I'm, like, starting to get into a routine. So I go into the kitchen, and we're out of coffee. Like, the coffee that I've been using, Ben um, and his dad are obsessed with La Colombe, And they get these cans. Right. So that's what I was using. I was putting it over ice with um, a little creamer, hazelnut, non, non-sugar-free, non whatever the fuck it's called, coffee mate. And I go in and we're out of cans. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm a jonesing now, you know, I'm like an addict. And Ben was like, all right, this is what we do when we run out of instant coffee. And when we run out of the cans, the of they uh, Ben had literally the most disgusting kosher for Passover kosher brand instant coffee. I don't know where the fuck he got it. So we put a pitcher um, of hot water, mixed it in, left it in the fridge, and then we poured it over ice and I added my creamer. I added like a little extra creamer, like a million sugars, and it just tastes like a milkshake now because there's like one drop of coffee in it. So I'm not that mad. Um, I just, I'm like, this is what never what I wanted for my life, to be like a coffee person. There's just like so much time, energy, money that goes into like finding the perfect formula. And I was always above it, you know, but now I'm not.
1: Yeah, I'm so below it. Like I'm so in the coffee culture, even though like my coffee rhythm has just been out of step recently. Um, but something also very exciting today is just an exciting day with a lot of pep because for the first time since the first week of quarantine, I've been able to get an at home grocery delivery and it's coming today.
0: When did you place the order?
1: I placed it like two days ago. There are time slots. It was, it was like a seven hour time slot. It's obviously not the most desirable, but like I'm home all day. What do I care?
0: Oh my God, that's crazy.
1: So I'm using it to like buy all the beverages that um are too heavy for me to carry from the store. Um, And so they also have the cold brew concentrate that I love that I haven't had for months. So hopefully starting tomorrow, I'll be back in my coffee rhythm. But I also think it's time for me to get a new coffee machine. And I'm thinking about getting an espresso. And I'm curious. So I'm curious. Well, I drink coffee every single day. It's like such a p- big part of my life. Like I, you get what you pay for Like I'm willing to invest in my future mm-hmm. of coffee drinking. So I'm just curious what people think about an espresso. Maybe I should try one once at, before I go and buy the whole machine. Um, I just like want to get my coffee game more on point. Cause I think it would just make me more excited to like wake up in the morning. If I ha- knew I was having like a great cup of coffee.
0: Um, I feel that. Can I give a quick update from yesterday? We challenged our audience yesterday on the show to either watch heavyweights or tell us if they've watched heavyweights as an adult and you have no connection to fat camp, like what you thought of the movie, does the movie still stand? And I got an overwhelming amount of messages being like, I actually recently just watched this movie with my husband and never went to fat camp. And it's so funny. Like I think the movie 100% exists outside of like, our childhood. Wait, okay, but this girl commented on my photo saying, Toaster, age 30,
1: watching heavyweights for the first time tonight, will report back. And I haven't heard back from her. So I'm just going to go off of what she says because, like, she is the exact subject, like someone who had never seen it, age 30. So we'll see.
0: No, I literally got messages from people who are in their late 20s, early 30s, who watched it in recent memory, and they said it was fabulous. And they were like, I loved it.
1: Well, Paige, I'm waiting to hear back from you. My well, whole why case. Paige, why is Paige better than mine? I just decided. I just decided. Okay, well, I decided that mine's better than Paige. Okay, well, like, you have your witnesses, and I'll have mine. And then we'll take it to court, and justice will be served. For once and for all.
0: No, justice has been served. I have the proof. And it's just, you know what? If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. Mm, you must. That is true. It's so tough. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Wait, um, do we have the, uh, Alison Roman, um, like, part two story today? We don't,
1: because I personally was over it, but I would be happy to slot it in, because the stories are, like, weak. Slot
0: it in, and not because I find it interesting, but Chrissy Teigen wrote some very eloquent and poignant tweets last night, um, just about what it's like to be, like, the type of person who's, like, unfiltered and flippant, and then, like, who gets in trouble for it, and I actually related to it so much, and it was just... She was, like, putting into words, like, things that I felt, and um, the story is that Allison apologized, which I don't even care about. It was, like, literally the best written apology um, ever, and we'll talk about it, so. Best I, I, written it, apology? Yeah, I thought it was, like, Oh, her. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was nice. I just, like, couldn't believe that after, like, I thought we were on, the, like, the tail end of reporting on this story, and then there was, like, more apologies to come, and I thought she really apologized, and obviously, like, she feels terrible and just, like, can't stop saying sorry. And I hope that she feels a little better now. And I just pulled it up. So I will slot it in. I guess Hannah Brown is going to have to take a back seat. Um, you can listen to the Snatchler for her statement on reflecting on her journey from her uh, one year after wow, her engagement I'm to Jed. So
0: glad that we're Me too.
1: That. Me too. Okay. Without further ado, ET's time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite
0: out of your morning toast. Today's episode of The Morning Toast, I would be absolutely rumious, absolutely devastated. I might even go as far as to say that I would be heartbroken if I didn't get the opportunity to tell everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Care Of. Care Of launched in 2016 with a goal of honest guidance and better ingredients personalized to everyone's individual health needs. In 2019, they launched protein and other powders, expanding their offerings to help more people reach their health goals. Now, in 2020, they are extending that same transparency and customization with their Skin and Hair Launch, a line of high-quality supplements backed by scientific research and made with ingredients that are proven to support beautiful, healthy skin and hair. Care-of helps you work on your beauty goals from from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. Care-of listened when a lot of their customers were looking for research-backed supplements for hair and skin that actually works. You can use the Care-of app to get personalized milestones and rewards when you remember to take your vitamins and beauty supplements. There are hundreds of beauty supplements on the market, and even if you find a brand that you trust, it can be hard to know what you actually need or what will work for your specific beauty goals. The best part is that there's no guesswork when it comes to your Care-of beauty routine. Simply take their online quiz and you'll instantly receive your scientifically backed recommendations based on your goals, lifestyle, and diet. They don't stop at just hair, skin, and nails when it comes to your beauty goals. They dig deeper to see if underlying causes such as hormones, sleep, or digestion might be affecting them in the first place. Cara, vitamins, vitamin packs are compostable. So you can do right by yourself and the environment, and you can find information how to compost the packs. Compo- compost. compost? Sorry. I knew that sounded wrong. You can find information on how to compost the packs on their website. Um, I feel like during quarantine, of course, like what else are you doing? You should be taking care of the inside and the outside of your body and hair, skin and nails. Like we're all getting a break. Like we're not using heat. We're not wearing makeup. We're not wearing nail polish. Like we should be nourishing the insides. And that starts with supplements and care of is taking care of, taking care of everything um, beauty related and health related. And everyone's got to get on the care of train. And if it's not going to be in quarantine, when is it going to be? Um, if you want 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com. That's T-A-K-E c a r e o f dot com and enter the code toast fifty for fifty percent off your first order. Again, if you want to get fifty percent off your first order, use the code toast fifty t o a s t five zero at take care of dot com. Thank you, care of, for sponsoring today's episode of the morning toast.
1: Love it. Okay, so I think for the first story, story let's start with the Chrissy Teigen, Allison Roman drama because we're on the tail of it, and I have all the tweets, and I totally agree with okay. you. Okay, so on Monday, Allison Roman doubled down on her previous apology to Tegan and admitted her words came from her own insecurities and white privilege. Quote, it was stupid, careless, and insensitive. I need to learn and respect the difference between being unfiltered and honest versus being uneducated and flippant. So um, if you wanna read her whole apology, which as Claudia said was very well written, head over to Allison Roman's Instagram page. Um, In response, Chrissy Tegan tweeted, um, one second. She said, thank you for this, Allison Roman. To be clear, it never once crossed my mind for you to apologize for what you genuinely thought. The comments stung, but they more so stung because they came from you. It wasn't my usual news break of some random person hating everything about me. I don't agree with the pile on people waiting with bated breath for apologies, deciding if that apology is good. The people who say you were right and never needed to in the first place. There are so many different types in this kind of situation and TBH, I just want it to be over. I think we are alike in so many ways. I remember the exact time I realized I wasn't allowed to say whatever popped in my head that I couldn't just say things in the way that so many of my friends were saying. Before, I never really knew where I stood in the industry, in the world. Eventually, I realized that once the relatable quote, snarky girl who didn't care became a pretty successful cookbook author and had more power in the industry, I couldn't just say whatever the fuck I wanted. The more we grow, the more we get those wake-up calls. Oh, but how I still think some of those things. I just don't unleash on my peers on super public platforms, lol. I often comment about how I wish I could get away with what I used to now, but the truth is I don't. I've learned a fuck ton from my years being watched and read, and I can really say it makes you a better person. It makes you think about the impact of what you say, slash who it might hurt. I still think you are incredible incredibly talented and in an industry that doesn't really lend itself to supporting more than a handful of people at a time. I feel like
0: we all, all we have are each other. Okay. First of all, like put that thread on my gravestone. Like I couldn't stand by that statement anymore. Like there are some times where I wish I could just like say whatever the fuck I want. And that's what I've been branded as. But it's like at the end of the day, she's right. Like being in the public eye, of course has its privileges and disadvantages. But like when you're forced to like educate yourself, and eventually grow from saying stupid things, like it really overall just benefits you. So I just thought that like, this was taken like from my subconscious, I thought it was brilliant. But there are two things going on here. One that and two, I really feel like this apology was like, so it literally felt like uh, the New York Times wrote it, like it was perfect. It just, it, it literally took all angles of what people were mad at her about. She acknowledged the fact that she didn't even realize the two women that she um, spoke disparagingly about we're both Asian, and, like, what does that say about her subconscious? Like, I just thought that it was so well done, and even though yesterday I thought this was, like, major losery crime, and it is, like, I have absolutely no choice but to accept the apology of someone who has obviously made it clear that she, like, knows why what she said was fucked up.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I feel like Chrissy Teigen is always on the cutting edge of like cancel culture, even when like Vanessa Hudgens said what she said, Chrissy Teigen was like, let's not just pile on, like people are human, like this is a real person. And so I feel like Chrissy Teigen has now been on both ends of it, like the offensive and the offendee. And her take on it is just everything that we need right now. Because like, there are so many people with so many different opinions and like we don't all need to jump on someone but we also don't all need to be like you don't need to apologize at all like there is middle ground and I actually really hope that after this like the two of them it seems like they would get along and um maybe we can move on from this and they can be friends
0: yeah there's like a quote ingrained in my memory from when Logan Paul got canceled for that awful video that he made um And Chrissy was like not defending him and she was speaking in general terms, but she was obviously talking about like the cancellation that was happening at that time, which was Logan Paul. And she was basically like, why can't you just like stop supporting someone and not like have to make a campaign or like a hashtag about it? Like if somebody does something to upset you, of course, as a consumer, you have every right to stop, to choose to stop supporting them. But like these, these public like congregations, like with these movements of like trying to ruin someone's life, like that's like why do we have to do that? Why can't you just silently stop supporting someone?
1: Yeah, I mean it's literally turned into a party to end someone's career. Like someone's so party. is over party. Like why I don't get why that's a party for you. Like if if someone that you love is no longer the person that you want to support, like that sh- that shouldn't be like a celebration.
0: No, it's sad.
1: Yeah. Um Anyways, I hope, uh, Chrissy Teigen also said that she's taking a break from Twitter um, because obviously like it all starts with people that support you and then it turns into, you know, everyone else who has an opinion about you and she just um,
0: can't. Right, that was exactly another thing she said that also was like, literally in my mind, she was like, you know, day one, you you do something. And like, of course, all your supporters are there and they're supporting you. And then the next day is when the trolls arrive, like they're a little late to the party because they don't follow you. And they start saying terrible things about you and your family and your kids. And that's exactly how it happens. It was just, she really knows she has been there.
1: Yeah. So I totally get that. This has just been a wild ride, but I feel like it's cool. Over. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sad on that. And that's on period. Okay, next story. A really crazy story that Claudia sent me this morning that um, I'm really shook over. Vanderpump Rules editor admits to a personal vendetta against Sheena Shea. After a season filled with humiliating montages on Vanderpump Rules, Sheena Shea finally has an explanation for what happened in the cutting room. Bree Dellinger, an editor on the Hip Bravo show, appeared on episodes one and eight of the Twisted Pot Plot podcast with Evelyn Marley and revealed exactly why Shay's gotten a seeming lion's share of embarrassment in the show's final cuts. Quote, if Sheena knows what's good for her, she'd befriend me because my favorite game is finding all the embarrassing things that Sheena does and putting them all in, she quipped on one episode. She later joked that if Shay was to write a memoir, the title should be Death by a Million Embarrassments. And while she didn't state which cast member she gives more favorable edits to, she admitted that she manipulated the scene between Sheena and Sassy's teenage brother, Nikolai, at the engagement party. It, quote, it was so funny. We were watching the scene and we're like, okay, this is over the top. I realize that. But how can we resist? Yes, I set it to funny music and I added a funny sound bite, but she did that. She continued, quote, we asked her in the interview, how young would you go? And we didn't tell her it was for the Nikolai scene, of course. An insider revealed to Page Six on Monday after the episodes were mysteriously removed from Apple Podcasts that Shay has been upset by the way season eight has played out. Sheena's definitely frustrated with how she's been portrayed, the insider said. She's not the type to pop off when she feels slighted by an unflattering edit. She signed on to be a part of the reality show, which requires her to share her life's highs and lows. She just wishes audiences got to see a more balanced view of her life, not just the most cringeworthy moments. She's been assured by the network and production that she's part of the charade. She's going to be absolutely crushed by hearing that she's actually the butt of the joke.
0: Okay. Also, what this article didn't mention is that later on in the podcast, this editor like was praising Stasi and Bo about how they're the heroes. And of course, like when you think of who gets a favorable edit and who doesn't, like it's obviously Stacy. Like, look what look what she got from the show. It's like so many fans, podcast listeners, books, and obviously she's great, but being edited in a positive light these last few seasons has definitely helped catapult that. Yeah, I mean,
1: any sort of edit. I'm sure a, a great editor can make Sheena like the most likable character on the show. And yes, you could argue Sheena has done those things, but when you choose to show someone's only embarrassing moments and not the balance of their human moments, you it's, it's warped. And like, I think this is so fucked up. And like the fact that she's just joking about it, like this is someone's life. And you know what? Like Sheena has been the most cringe tastic character this season. And every, like, once in a, once in a blue moon, we get a glimpse of, like, your human side when she started crying about, like, freezing her eggs, and this just wasn't where I wanted to be, and it kind of explains all the other childish stuff that she does, but if you're saying there's more of those moments, and you're just not showing them to us because you want us to see her as this one-dimensional embarrassing figure, like, this is not
0: nice. Yeah, no, like, there's definitely okay this editor like really has a vendetta against Sheena which there's honestly no way you can deny especially not only because she admitted it but like Sheena's literally been absent from the last few seasons and the parts that we do see are so cringy and embarrassing and it's like you think that's her 24-7 but there's obviously like a lot more moments to her that are very earnest or whatever like she's going this through this whole fertility treatment like don't you think people would have wanted to see that like other women going through the same thing like to have left that out such an important part of someone's life like seemed odd now it all makes sense and to not only have a vendetta against someone which everyone's entitled to but like to take it out on like your job is weird but then to like be so publicly like proud of it and go on a podcast and talk about it where you obviously don't think you're doing anything wrong like it seems so fucked up and like Sheena was on one yesterday like she was literally tweeting like Angie DM me I have tea and she obviously gave this story to page six um I saw it on, like, a couple fan accounts for, um, like, Andy Cohen fan accounts and Vanderpump Rules fan accounts, um, and honestly, I'm glad that people are talking about it. It's actually, like, really fucked up, and if I think about the way that I perceive Sheena um, over the last two seasons, it's, like, cringy and, like, we have we we've made fun of her, and it's, like, honestly, she probably didn't deserve that. Yeah, it's just
1: not the whole story, and that's not there, because everyone else has their, even, like, Raquel and James, like, everyone has their redeeming moments, and Sheena just never gets that shown on the show. Um also Sheena had tweeted a few weeks ago when the Nikolai thing aired that that was like taken so out of context. Uh, and of course you're like, well you did it. But like when you're manipulating the interviews versus what's happening on the show and putting music like it's it's not right. And I feel like for reality TV, especially a show like The Vanderpump Rules where there's so much there without you having to like craft things like this, um it's just like it's 2020. Like, this isn't yeah, season be- one, this isn't season one of The Bachelor, like, you know, we're gonna get these girls to say crazy stuff, like, let the kids live and, like, just show us their lives, we're, we're fans of them as they are now, like, it doesn't require that much manipulation.
0: Yeah, it must be frustrating for Sheena to have to, like, explain herself after every episode, and when she did tweet that thing, like, this conversation with Nikolai was nothing of the sort, um, Sassy actually replied, it was like, I was there, it was not weird, like, really um, like having her back, which made me happy because Stassi, who's, who is someone who's gotten such a favorable edit, not the whole s- series, but definitely in the last few seasons, um, it's clear that they like her. And to me, like there was nothing shocking about this page six article.
1: No, but it's, it's, it, it's shocking to just see it all written like plain out, you know, something that you were feeling, but like, I never gave a second thought to. It. I was just like, wow, Sheena's really like worse than ever.
0: Yeah. Um, and it really just is so unethical.
1: Yeah. Cause it re- it's someone's life.
0: Yeah, and I get that they signed up for this. I get it. But they signed up to share their lives, and that's what they do. But to have it be so manipulated, of course there's things that get left on the cutting room floor, and of course they play music sometimes. Um, But just to have e- this person's entire storyline for the last, I would say, four seasons, have everything they do be so manipulated, which I feel like it's been now that I notice, it makes me feel bad for Sheena.
1: Yeah, but I feel like, yes, they signed up for it, but I, I feel like they all signed up for a... F- Equal playing field amongst cast members. Like if you want to yeah. embarrass every single cast member, then, then that would be more fair than just singling out one person while you raise everyone else up.
0: Yeah. Agreed. That's
1: my thoughts on that. Honestly, justice for Sheena.
0: Never thought I'd say it, but it's so true.
1: Yeah. Okay, next story, a little good news. Tina Fey tears up as a telethon raises $115 million for New Yorkers affected by COVID-19. Tina Fey was brought to tears over the generosity of Americans who reached out to to help New Yorkers affected by the coronavirus pandemic on Monday night. The Emmy winner and SNL alum was hosting Rise Up New York, the Robin Hood Relief Benefit a star-studded virtual telethon raising money for the city's leading poverty-fighting organization when she got emotional while reading the final tally. Is this real, she asked producers seeing the number for the first time? Okay, $115 million. We did this. You did this. We are difference makers. $115 million. What a great day for New
0: York. That special was f- fabulous. Like, they really had quality celebrity quality talent quality performances Billy Joel it was very very well done and I don't say that about a lot of these like homegrown specials
1: no you do not wow this is like so amazing Robin Hood is a great organization and they're turning their efforts towards helping New Yorkers affected by COVID-19 and this is just such a beautiful story
0: right and like we've gone to uh Robin Hood like fundraiser once it feels good to know that 115 million dollars is going to like a legit organization who's, like, I, in New York, I have seen the fruits of their labor. Like, it's not, some of these, um, charities are just so ambiguous, and, like, you really never know what's being done with the money, but Robinhood is, like, in the communities, it's really great, so I hope that this helps a lot of people.
1: Yeah, some of the A-listers who, um, Participated Jennifer Lopez, Robert De Niro, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Matthew Broderick, Chris Rock, Jake Gyllenhaal, Sutton Foster, Rosie Perez, Jimmy Fallon, Salt and Peppa, Fab Five, Trevor Noah, Danny Meyer, David Chang, Beastie Boys.
0: I love that they got like New Yorkers. Yeah. Me too.
1: It's great. It's great. Okay. And this next story like brought a warmth to like whatever the opposite of a pit is, like a glow in my
0: stomach. What is the opposite of a pit? Like something
1: that just warmed the
0: cockles of my heart. Like it we need to come up with a word.
1: Yeah. Kylie Jenner's daughter Stormy chanting patience in the candy challenge is the cutest thing you'll see all week. All year. Kylie Jenner posted a video of Stormy. I guess there's a candy challenge going around where you like tempt your child with candy and see if they wait till you come back. You film them, you see if they wait till you come back to eat the candy, as you had said. So Kylie shared this video of us where she left the phone while she told Stormy she was going to the bathroom. And we just watched Stormy sitting there like, willpower at its finest chanting patience to herself as she waits for her mom Kylie to get back so that she can eat three pieces of candy it is the cutest thing I've ever seen
0: it's the cutest thing I've ever seen and I feel like it's a real window and like a testament into what type of kid Stormy is and she looks like she's such a good kid and like Kylie's such a good mom not that I ever thought otherwise but you know celebrity kids can be monsters like we know that like she just seemed like such a lovely girl yeah, like so respecting, rule following, obviously
1: very full of willpower. Um, I don't know, it's like an interesting social experiment to conduct on your children. And I guess this is obviously the best possible result. Um it's just interesting.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, my eye just twitched. Um, it's a trend that's on TikTok um that I've seen and it's It's like a famous science experiment. It's like the marshmallow challenge. I remember seeing it like when I was in like science grade class in the sixth grade. Um, And honestly, as an adult, I don't think I could pass. No. And Stormy passed with flying colors. Flying. She's
1: so cute. Yeah. I wonder what like scientifically this says about her. Obviously, it's a science experiment. Like, but what are we experiment? Like, what are we proving? What's the hypothesis?
0: Yeah. Um, I think the hypothesis is that Kylie Jenner is a great mom and her new house looks fabulous. Yeah, I think that's
1: what we were, what was proven as well.
0: And Kim commented, she was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Like Chicago would never, Safe would never. She was like putting her own kids on blast. It was really funny.
1: Really funny. Speaking of own kids, um, if you're watching on YouTube, Vichemin has entered the chat. Vichemin has entered the chat. Um, he's looking for a place to just get cozy He's in the lug sack. Um, I feel like I'm narrating National Geographic. He's looking around. I wonder what he's looking for. He he can't get comfortable. I wonder why. He's going round and round, looking for something perhaps, buried treasure. Who knows what is in there? Oh, did he just get a bath? No. He looks like he's wet and trying to dry off. Oh, he plopped. He plopped down. Okay. The feminine is in the sack.
0: That was That's so- sweet. I tried to, to like, force him to become, like, in love with the love sack, like I am, and he wasn't really taking to it. Like, he's very set in his own ways, and he's not going to change for any woman or man. And um, the fact that he just, like, jumped in there, when I've literally thrown him on there 500 times since quarantine started, means that it's working. Yes,
1: he has been sacrificed. Okay, fifth and final... Fifth and final story, Richard Kind is the latest star attached to the Tiger King parody musical. And you're probably like, Jackie, why do I care who is Richard
0: Kind? I'll tell is you. Richard, is Richard Kind from Seinfeld? Is he Funkhauser? Seinfeld from Curb. Oh, sorry. Curb. Uh, I don't think he's a and, Funkhauser. He's from um, Red Oaks. He's Red the Oaks, dad. Yeah. Yes. He, yes. He's Funkhauser. I thought he was Marty's cousin.
1: No, that's, um, Vince Vaughn, but he plays in Curb, but he plays like his, like Larry's cousin or something. I don't oh, know yeah, what yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. role No, I is. know exactly who it is. He's the dad from Red Oaks and he was so sad in that show. So sad. Richard Kine is the latest star to join a cast of Tony-nominated composer Andrew Lippa's Tiger King, the musical, A Parody. Lippa's Tiger King-inspired tunes have recently been recorded as outrageous home videos by Kristen Chenoweth, Frankie Grande, and RuPaul's Drag Race star Nina West. Now people are legitimately calling me and saying, I want to be involved, he tells uh, Page Six. Um, my friend Richard Kine wants to be a part of this. He revealed that adding Kind will sing as Howard, Carol Baskin's Husband Chenoweth played Baskin. Lip oh, was working so his good. way to his way up to a show-stopping Joe Exotic tune, and says, "What I really want is Jared Leto to play eccentric, now in prison, former big cat owner Joe Exotic."
0: Oh, Jared Leto, that's good. It's, uh, Jared Leto sings. I didn't realize it was a musical. Now. Is this the same one as Nicolas Cage and Kate? No, this no. Is this is one. like a parody that has
1: been just circling on the internet. He said, it's unclear if the project began just for fun, if it, might, if it might one day come to a real stage. I feel like this is the best way for a project to be born. Like, it starts as a joke. People, like, it galvanizes people, and people are excited, and then all of a sudden it's on Broadway, and it's winning Tonys. Like, that is exciting.
0: I never told you that I ended up watching that Carol Baskin um prank video about, about those guys who tricked her into going on Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon um, when it was really just their YouTube channel, and um, I had some strong words about it when I wa- when I just heard about it because I thought it was, like, kind of fucked up and unethical, but when I watched it, it was um, really well done, and they did a great job, and I loved the vlog showing the intricacies of, like, what email accounts they made, like, how they really got her on the show, and they got a statement from her afterwards saying, like, she had a feeling it was fake because all the... C- question sounded pre-recorded um but it was a funny joke like she wasn't mad about it um and it didn't give me as big of a pit as I thought it was going to
1: yeah I guess that's it's nice that they didn't like use the opportunity to you know embarrass her make her uncomfortable but still the premise is just not something that like I think we should be
0: pioneering yes yeah but it's like this thing that they do on this channel it's like a popular UK youtube trend like i saw a lot of videos about it this one obviously just got the most press she um had asked that they just don't talk about the documentary at all and they agreed so the questions were like pretty harmless like how many cats do you have so it really um it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be i have to say okay tv recap time yes tv recap time brought to you by beach body on demand it comes as no surprise that we're all stuck in our homes for a while Avoid the complacency. It's important now more than ever to stay active and keep working out. Work out and even take classes in the comfort of your own home with Beachbody On Demand, the, easiest, the easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1,300 super effective workouts suited for anybody at any time. The secret to getting results is just getting started. This is the same company that is behind P90X, Insanity, and 21 Day Fix, and now you could check out some of the Beachbody's newest programs like Morning Meltdown, 180 Day Obsession, and Start Everyday Strong. They have some of the best trainers and the best programs that you can work out on your own schedule. They have workouts as short as 10 minutes that don't require extra equipment. You can access it anywhere at any time. So your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. It's the best deal in fitness because listeners of The Morning Toast can try it absolutely free. Um, if you want to try this service, you can get uh, a special free trial membership when you text TOAST to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutritional information, and support, totally free. Again, just text TOAST to 303030. Jackie and I have been loving a lot of the programs, especially the morning meltdown, because you know you do the morning toast, and then you get the morning meltdown, or you can do morning meltdown, and then morning toast. It's up to you, whatever your schedule prohibits. Beachbody
1: is just one of those things that was, like, made for quarantine and has really elevated my quarantine situation, just, like, switching it up getting active and doing different things. I really am loving Beachbody currently.
0: Um, Okay, TV recap. Let me talk to you about Never Have I Ever. I had gotten so many recommendations from it, um, for it, and I started to watch it, and the first thing I noticed is that it is filmed on Mysterio Lane. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story. I saw, I saw it's this, like, suburban neighborhood. They built a new house for Debbie's family, like, the, the main character. Her family is not, like, a recognizable home. But I saw Susan's house. I saw Bob and Lee's house. I saw the Solis house. It's just, it's honestly the best part of the show. Like, truly a trip down Wisteria Lane. Um, Now, the show. The show is good. It has a lot of redeeming qualities. Um, I do not like the main character. Like, her priorities are so fucked up. She's just, like, a teenager and, like, she has like good friends and she has a good life and her parents are like her mom is like so lovely and she's just like all she cares about is having sex like it's just it's and I get like wanting it she she just has so many blessings in her life and she just thinks her life is terrible you know and I just hate kids like that um and she's like I just know what's gonna happen she's like gonna you know try to be too cool for her friends and then her nerdy friends are gonna want her back like I just she kind of bothers me um and the show is narrated by John McEnroe and there's a reason why, and it's really not that great of a reason. Like, he was like, hi, I'm John McEnroe, and I'm narrating the show. You'll find out why. And then when you find out why, I'm like, I still don't understand why you're narrating the show. And they gave him, like, a um, like a script written by, like, a 90-year-old trying to be a millennial, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he says things like, that's lit. And it's just the narrating is bothering me. It's like a trend in Netflix now, like, to have a narrator, like, too hot to handle. I, I don't like it. Like, they try so hard to be, like, funny and millennially and, like, talk to teenagers and it's not it the show is not bad um the episodes are nice and short i just am not like loving it and it got such um positive feedback but i'm not getting that but it's not bad i can't explain like i actually really like how they dive like because it's a mindy kaling production they talk so much about Indian culture. And, like, the more I learn more about other cultures, the more I realize, like, we are all the same. Like, the way they were talking about, like, classic, like, Indian mom stuff, like, it could have been classic Jewish mom stuff. Like, it was really very similar. Um, It's good. I actually like a lot of, like, the cultural stuff. Like, one of the cousins who has to get uh, arranged marriage, but she falls in love with this guy at college. Like, I like that. But, like, the high school stuff, it's, like, not what I – it's, like, it's not doing it for me. And I live for high school stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, maybe, like, we're phased out of high school stuff. That's what I meant when I said I'm too old. Like sometimes when I read books or watch movies about like kids in high school now, I'm just like, I'm, that's just not me.
0: Do you um, still enjoy like To All the Boys I've Loved Before?
1: I do because like it's so well done. It's impossible not to enjoy it. But recently I've just come to the conclusion that like when it comes to high schooly things, I'm just not in high school like and far from
0: it. Wow, that's actually crazy, because it's still my favorite genre of film. Like, I've I've just been thinking about how so many of those types of movies that we've been watching, like, since we were too young. Like, we were seeing Mean Girls when we were, like, eight. Like Oh, but, so- like,
1: when I watch hi- movies from when we were in high school and, like, the movies that we grew up with about high schoolers, those I love, because, like, those are my people. But now being 15 years older than these people, um, it just makes me feel old.
0: I guess. I didn't get that feeling. I don't think that's why I'm not loving it. I think... I don't know what I'm not loving about it but it's just people are saying it's like the perfect show and it's just not but it's good interesting well I'm glad that there's content yeah and then I also watched um some more RuPaul Drag Race I've kind of slowed down because I was watching last season a day and it was just it it gets very monotonous because it's the same thing every time like mini challenge challenge runway you stay. like it's just it's very monotonous um but I'm on season 10 now, and I just want to make a prediction. I'm on, like, episode seven. I think Eureka wins, and that's all I'll say. Cannot stand the Vixen. Such a mean girl. Living for Asia. Like, maybe one of the most beautiful queens um, who's ever been on the show. Like, the makeup is just getting so good. Like, I need to have a drag queen do my makeup. Like, the way that they just give themselves perfect faces and, like, lift up everything. Everything of the sort.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's what we Let's need to watch. learn in the queue. Mm-hmm.
0: I've just been watching
1: Ugly Buddy. I didn't start watching TV until so late last night. Um, cause I just found ways to busy myself and then I watched the toaster video, which was 40 minutes. So I probably started watching TV at nine thirty. I caught two episodes of ugly Betty. And now when I start watching tonight, I'll be on season two, which is exciting. I love when, like, I love a glow up between like seasons on shows. And I, I look forward to seeing the differences between season two and season one in ugly Betty.
0: Yeah. Like with a show like that, it's like the first season, you don't know if you're going to get a second one. Then the second one comes you get more budget, more wardrobe, and it just elevates it.
1: Yeah. So I'm really excited for that, but I'm still loving it. Like it totally holds up. I've seen that other people have started watching it, um, at my behest and they are thoroughly enjoying it as well. So I think this has been a great decision for me and I'm just going to keep watching it until I can't no mo.
0: Yeah. That time's going to come like that always. Oh, just always. Yeah. Whether
1: the show peters out or I Peter out or I run out of episodes, like there will come a time when, you know, I think I have a good solid week with it left.
0: Okay, that's. And what I'm, I'm gonna enjoy to get. it. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and then what's on your docket? I'm gonna watch. Um, I'm gonna finish. Uh, Never Have I Ever, and then I want to watch the new Jerry Seinfeld special. I heard it was good.
1: Um, on my docket is I think after this, I wonder what I'll watch first: Dead to Me or Hollywood. I think I'll watch Hollywood first, then Dead to Me season two, and then uh. Money heist. I just. I just feel like you're
0: never gonna watch Money Heist.
1: I know because you just like get so sucked into it. I don't know, but the more I keep putting it off, the better. Like I just, I need to have things to look forward to.
0: Yeah, totally. That's the key in quarantine. Cannot wait for my yarn to get here. Like that's my big excitement of the week. Even if I
1: never watch Money Heist season four, like I will always have it to look forward to.
0: That's true. We'll always have Money Heist. Yeah. That's a great name for today's episode.
1: No, today's episode is the one with the pep in our step. Um, So I actually just texted her and she said that she's done writing, um, if you are. Yeah, she said that her wrist hurts and she's fucking guns. So she, maybe she should yeah. get a computer. Um, <laughs> she can type instead. So I guess that's all she wrote. She also wanted to let you know that she was, like, getting a little wishy-washy with the writing because she's just been, like, editing her photos with Jackie O'Float <laughs> presets. And you should get some, too. Head over to JackieOFloat.com to get your flow
0: on and pop in. Yeah, she said that to me, too. She was, like, sending me selfies of herself, like, in a cotton candy sky. And it was neat. She's, like, really feeling herself. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, of millennial morning show where we go live Monday through Friday, 1030 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We are also available as a podcast. Anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR, Radio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us the Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys so much. Have a great day. Bye.